Yes, it's a Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. And now the hosts of Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. Hello and welcome once again to the Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. My name is Rich Conroy. With me as always, the lovely and talented Mr. Patrick Rooney. Hey everybody, how are you? So Pat, I'm I'm, uh, two days post-second vaccination. Right. And uh, let me tell you guys, I got the Moderna shot. Um, and uh, I, I went through with minimal side effects. <coughs> I don't think I had a fever. No, I don't think I had a fever. Uh, as far as side effects go, what I had, I think, was pretty mild. I had body aches and muscle pain. Well, I mean, I, I could deal with that. I didn't have a fever. I didn't get a cough. I didn't have. That's fine. I knew someone who had um, three days, three days of, um, uh, what do you call that, where you're dizzy? Oh, uh, vertigo. Uh, yeah, vertigo. Yeah, three days of vertigo. Oh, yeah, crazy. good times. Well, I mean, what I can see is, you know, we can see each other as you're doing a 10 second countdown before we start. Yeah, my hands it hurts hurt for you to still. move your hands. <laughs> it just hurt to straighten this finger out. But I have, a, arthro- strangely enough, I have arthritis in this finger. There you go. go. Figure. <laughs> He's putting up the middle finger just yeah, in case you, anybody doesn't get the joke. Yeah, you guys at home, you guys at home, you know what finger it is. But yeah, my doctor thought that was funny because I was like, can you get arthritis in like a couple knuckles just on one finger? She's like, yeah, which one? I was like, this one. Because yeah, of course it's that one. Why would <laughs> of course it is. Of course. So but uh, I feel pretty good today. Um I slept like a lot yesterday and good. um ate like a horse. There you go. Yeah, there it made go. me very hungry. So yeah, I based my I based my reaction on the sixty plus year old man at work who got it on Sunday and came in. Looking like fresh as a daisy on Monday, and it was like no <laughs> trouble at all. And I was like, all right, if George can do this, and uh, apparently I'm not George. George had heart surgery last year. This should be a piece of cake for me. But again, and everyone, no. everyone's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but like I said, okay. I have my second Moderna shot on Monday, and I've got the week off just because it's you know Easter week, and the kids have work right. from school, so we spend right. some time together on that week. Right. And I'm hoping it's not going to affect me that badly, but even if it does, I'm not really going far because yeah. COVID. One day, you, I mean, that's all it really did is one day. Yeah, yeah. like it took me one day, and uh, you know, I have more vacation this year, so. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I, I have more weeks vacations. Here. It's well. very exciting. You have a oh, month or something. I have five weeks. Go, go, get Ben. If this wasn't a family years. show, I'd give you the what for. Let me tell you. Ooh. I've done the same job for 25 years. It's the way yeah. it is. <laughs> I feel like I've done the same job for 25 years. That was just Wednesday last week. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's just this year because of COVID. Oh, Everything is 25 years. Last Friday, they had me on a job where I was like kind of all by myself in the in the um, office. Office. Okay. On the, in the floor. And uh, I was like. You know, and I had problems to solve. I had machines that were acting a little, little spurious. I'm right. Like, okay, this isn't. And I look at the clock. I'm like, why is it only six o'clock? <laughs> How is that possible? <laughs> you're doing so much. You're moving around, and it's still only six o'clock. Oh God, yeah. no! I'm like, I've gotten so much accomplished, and yet it's still an hour and a half until dinner. This is yes. not cool. Yes, <laughs> I understand. I'm not happy. About I understand it. completely. But uh, now, did you watch Godzilla when it came out last night? 
or this morning? <laughs> I have not. I have okay. not. I was going. I was thinking about trying to see it in theaters. I'm going today. I think. Are you really? Oh, yeah, well, I'm taking the. I'm taking the day off too. So I, I was going to well. say, if you wanted to try to go on Tuesday after I get my second shot. I'll more than happily go with you. Yeah, maybe, I'll, but uh, it's not like I won't see it twice. Probably, I mean, like, no. I... <laughs> <laughs> By the way, there are no old man movie times. One o'clock There's... is the earliest show. It won't matter. No, I had the day I'm, off. You I'm have to go that. to work. Oh balls! Yeah, I can't go next week. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Ah. Ah. <laughs> Curses! Uh, All right. Let's get let's get well, not, I'll just good. watch it over do, the weekend. Do that thing. Man. All right. We're here for episode 18 of Ultra Q, the Rainbow's Egg. I got uh, that's episode 17. No, it's 18. Is it 18? I wrote yeah. it down as 17. I'm an idiot. 17 that's is the, not a surprise. The last one. <laughs> that's not a oh, surprise. Oh yeah. The one eighth project. Okay, I wrote yes. 17 twice. I'm an yes. idiot. Whatever. Uh, which actually should have been 18, being the one eighth project that would have been. Uh, sick, but, right? I mean, like, <laughs> somebody was like, no, no, two on the nose. That's fine. Yeah. Exactly. Back it up one. Uh, um, May 1st, 1966. Uh, Toshiro Ijima is our director. Uh, Masahiro Yamada is our screenplay and special skill director, Saramasa Arakawa. And uh, let's see here. It is the, like we said, 18th episode of. Ultra Q, and uh, we we open up with some dudes um, moving a radioactive uh, oh enriched uranium in what yeah. appears to be an ice cream truck. Uh, <laughs> Pretty much <laughs> held by by wires in an open container. Yeah, that's not dangerous at well, all. It was like most a guys, chain, right? Wasn't it like a like it was? Well, as we saw later, the rainbow's egg was like this. Relatively egg-shaped thing with chains on it that must. No, it was the same thing. It was this piece of enriched uranium. I'm just thinking the fact that it is so uncared for. Those guys <laughs> driving the truck are dead. Later on, the kids playing with it are dead. Oh yeah, how much <laughs> lead could that thing have been? But uh, oh none. So, they showed also, no lead whatsoever. Well, I don't think that. Egg was the enriched uranium. I think that you know, was a lead casing that had, you know, whatever piece of enriched uranium, maybe this big. I don't know. Like, I was looking for something small, and I'm like, I don't have anything the right. To, I was looking for a chapstick, which I usually have. I got you. Like, I got but you. Some, it would have to be something a small bit of enriched uranium. Yeah, and it's in this giant, like, lead encasement. Right. Okay. That's the only because I can't think it was just like here. Let's hold this uranium. They would have burns like immediately. I know. I know. So yeah, that's what I was like, trying to figure out. Yeah, they're like, hey, don't be careful. We could have crashed for carrying enriched uranium. And I'm like, <laughs> well, that's a terrible thing. So then they stop. Yes. So the so the co-pilot can uh, go use the bathroom, which at least that's my impression because they stopped uh, on this like country road. And he goes, he goes trotting off into the shrubbery and I'm like, yes. Oh, he's got to pee. <laughs> and uh, like, they didn't mention it, but okay. It's, it's, it, it's fine. It's yeah. fine. Exactly. So the, the, uh, uh, he, he shows up the, the, um, the junior man shows up and he's got a white bamboo flower. And, uh, before the driver notices, he's like, hey, you want to stay at the hot springs tonight? The guy's like, go, dude, can we? That's great. Let's go before you change your mind. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, sure, 
Sure, yeah. sure. If some dude at your work was like, do you want to go into the hot springs tonight? You'd be like, no, not with you. Not with <laughs> you. No, thank you. You're a nice that's enough a, guy, but no. Yeah. yeah. See, that's not manly bonding anymore, apparently. <laughs> well, it's also we're not in Japan, so we don't know. If, you know also that, yeah. Also, said any there's not a lot of hot springs in not a lot of hot springs in central New Jersey. <laughs> exactly. In case, you guys, in case you guys were not geographically aware of the area that we're in. <laughs> um, oh. So, uh, sure enough, June, Ipe, and Yuriko are uh, investigating the uh, the accident. And it's funny is that they're looking around for stuff, and <laughs> June's like, or um, Yuri's like, my deadline is in thirty minutes. I'm like. How are you going to get something typed up and sent in 30 minutes? <laughs> well, you got to remember, if you're a reporter, you know how to type very, very, very quickly. Yeah. And you can get, you know, a 200-word blurb yeah. in probably three or four minutes. Yeah. So it doesn't take anything. Yeah. So I also like uh, the the guy, fact that the guy was like, oh, the, he goes, is that a bamboo, bamboo flower? And he's like, yeah, it was rare, so I picked it. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Is kill everything that's rare? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't yeah. that the whole point? You know, we've never seen this animal before, so I shot it and brought it back to the lab. <laughs> exactly. Oh man. Uh... Um. By the way, I believe the secret word for today is bonsai. Um, oh, good lord! They did say that a lot. They in did both episodes. There was some bonsai in both episodes. <laughs> I should have done that as Groucho. The secret white for today is bonsai. Oh, good you lord. Know. But so, now the, the, yeah. the part you missed is all of these kids are going to see their uh, a grandmother. Yeah, I'm I think it's probably Pico's grandmother. grandmother, the girl with the, with the um, um, what do you call that? The, um, uh, the Peter hat. Pan hat. Yeah, yeah, the Peter Pan hat. And yeah. so and they, they say if they pick these bamboo shoots, that right. they will get a wish. No, no, and, it's not the bamboo shoots. They got to see the, they got to see, they pick, if you pick the flower and find the rainbow's egg, oh, you okay. can get a wish. Now, of course, this was the grandmother telling them um, that because the the flower is apparently a, uh, a harbinger of of bad things, right? And so I think right. the grandmother was like, "Well, I don't want them to be like scared of like of whatever this is, right?" Well, <laughs> also <laughs> flowers, yes, but like I don't want them to think something bad's going to happen. So I'll just tell them like, "Oh, they'll get a wish if you find the rainbow's egg," which is, right. uh, from what I can understand, absolute horse bucky. But uh, okay, All right, so whatever. The, What's great is though this little Pico girl is she's like, all right, let's we got to find some bamboo shoots for Grandma. Um, I suppose she's going to stew them up or something like that. And uh, and uh, so she's like, all right, come on, Team Dandelion, let's go. And I'm like, Team Dandelion is the, the most delightful thing. <laughs> I think if we have like you know how Dana Gould has his, uh, his Patreon is the Sky Cadets. I think we may yeah. be Team Dandelion. I, think <laughs> I thought we were going to be just bring back Bach or something like that. <laughs> well, no, bring back Bach is a slogan. It's a lifestyle, Patrick. Oh, I but, see. Like, what am I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> but Team Dandelion's pretty great. Oh, I had another really good T-shirt idea, and I can't remember it now. Oh, this is terrible. That's it was a, that's fine. It wasn't as I mean it wasn't quite as good as the the Kinegon one with just change. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I should I should write these things down. I was like, no, I'll remember it. Yeah, you won't. 
You know, you no, I, no, I won't. That's the problem is I will not remember it. Um, a, a team dandelion shirt would be nice too, but it would have to have that girl with the hat on it. Um, of course. Of yeah. course. So, but we see Pagos in the opening, uh, come out of the, come out of the, um, hillside. Right. And he's, because uh, there was a landslide and he just emerged from right. that landslide. What's great and is that looked really fantastic. That part was great. The split the, screen was fantastic. Absolutely. The guy's falling down the mountain. Not, great at all. <laughs> not even a little good. <laughs> the G.I. Joe dolls that they threw down the mountain. The little dark rubbery limbed mannequins <laughs> that they thought. It was amazing. Um I was like, those two dudes are dead as door now. And yet, no, that's the best part. Somehow wow. they lived. Um, but Pegos looks good. He's obviously partially a Baragon suit, at least in the um, below the neck. Um, then he shoots something at the truck and blows it up. Of course, of course, as you would. Yeah, monster's got a monster. You know what I'm saying? I hear <clears throat> So uh, the crew goes to meet these guys at, at the hospital. Um, and actually, they as they're flying over the area, they see the one guy calling out. Um, and so Smash got to the hospital where the guy's telling him, like, oh, yeah, this big, crazy monster and blah, blah, blah. We are right. uranium and blah, blah, blah. And then the other guy is freaking out. Yeah. And going crazy. I mean, I like the fact that they let one just go absolutely nuts. Just, just be crazy. Go yeah. chew as much scenery as you can. Yeah, oh, be bonkers. Would you be bonkers? Can you be bonkers? <laughs> and he was bonkers. He um, was good. It, <laughs> and then, boy, they sent poor Ipe over there like, hey, just could you shut him up? <laughs> like, right, right, right. <laughs> sure, and sure, saying, sure. Like, and he's like, oh, he saw monsters. Is that right? Oh, and like, they're like, oh, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Bamboo flower. Wait a second. Like, but it's great. Like, everybody seems to be aware of this, like, if the Dismiss. bamboo blooms, right? So it started world. It started at the beginning of World War One. Uh, some two other historical events in Japan that I'm not familiar with. Right. Um, right. I'm surprised they didn't drag World War Two into it at this point, but maybe it's a little fresh. I understand. Little fresh. Little fresh. Um, you know, yeah. They didn't really like the fact that they went through with World War Two, even if with everything they did. So it's a little too fresh. Yeah. They're like, yeah, that's a, that's not gonna, we're not going to talk about that. So, exactly. Um, exactly. They're also saying that um, to find the rainbow's egg, um, a rainbow, it's got it's something that comes under the rainbow. And apparently, when Pegos comes. Um, it makes a golden rainbow uh, appear in the sky. Yes. Yeah. So and yeah. and being an adult with a very bad mind, I heard golden rainbow. Golden like, rainbow. That can't be good. <laughs> I believe that's a that's a bar. That I know it's a golden to. shower. I get it, but that's besides the point. <laughs> well, that's what happened. That comes after the golden shower. Obviously. <laughs> oh God! Why do we just do this? Because <laughs> because I have to. Gotta go on. I am an adult. My mind goes in the wrong way a lot. The worst part is I could have stopped you, but I didn't. That's okay. You know what? Yeah, that's terrible. No, I mean, Um, people understand we go on our side tracks. We get there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you're having any children listen to this, I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) 
I'm sorry, you now have to have a conversation. I have a really conversation have. as to what we are talking about. Yeah, sorry that, about that. I don't think it's, I think, quite frankly, that's going to, hey, guys, if you're looking for a way to exercise your imagination and just come up with something, this might be it. But um, <laughs> So, yeah, um, Pico has a particularly uh, particular fondness for an elderly woman named Tamiko, I don't know where that comes from, but the children all refer to her as grandma. And right. the, what's great is she's like, oh, you've gotten so tall. Oh, your hair looks wonderful. They hit the door and she's like, you're so energetic. <laughs> <laughs> like she's run out of compliments. And there's also exactly. the kid, Bunta, who talks in whispers. Um, Which and, I couldn't understand. Why would they a kid, Why would they have a I don't know. It's that. like Froggy from The Little Rascals. He's got a tick. I don't know. Like, All right, I guess. But at least he's got a kid there that's like his translator <laughs> who basically shouts everything that he whispers. Yes, yeah, the same exact so, thing he just says yeah. really, really loudly. Okay. It's kind of like a nice comedy double act. It's all right, you know. Okay. All right. They're like, we're going to take this show on the road. We're bringing back vaudeville. Yeah, we're bringing back vaudeville. That's what I said. But I... <laughs> so, uh, oh. when... So uh, Pegos is actually attracted uh, to uranium. Oh, you know what's great is when they stop at the... Um, when the two guys stop at the beginning of the episode and they look over the, the beautiful city that they're building out there, this right. really nice model. Um, well, that was a very nice model. I liked it. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's getting broken by then. <laughs> oh, as, soon as, I, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, well, that's going to be broken, but it looks nice right now. I'm like, if there's a monster in this one, that's getting flattened. <laughs> <laughs> That's spoiler alert! Look at these shows that, it well, gets flat. Spoiler anymore? There's a right. city that they built. It's gonna get flat. Mm-hmm. There's no way mm-hmm. around it. <laughs> so, um, when when the grandmother says like, "Oh, you can get any wish that you want," and they're all like, "Hey, why don't we find the rainbow's egg and we'll ask it to make grandma's legs work again?" And then the kids right. are like, "That sounds like a great idea." So they start. They end up at a chicken farm. Um, yes, because where else would you find a golden egg? You're not wrong. for chickens. <laughs> you're not wrong. And then Bunta has <laughs> what they call like a ritual or something to make chickens lay eggs, right? Yeah, and they show that it actually works. His whole little routine actually works. I just think the chickens are like, you know what? Shut him up. He's making me nervous. Like, <laughs> can we just crank? Girls, can we crank out a couple? All right, cool, cool. Um <laughs> Because he does like a chicken, like a sort of chicken flap, and then he goes weird dance like that, and something else too, and then they like do a a little little fade, and then he comes back, and all these eggs start coming out, and the kid is drenched in sweat. Because like he got it. them to lay all their eggs. Come on. Yeah, it's great. It's like he's been doing it for an hour. Like he's like, oh, whoo. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> <It's> great. <laughs> And that's in the first part where they're all like, Bonsai! 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 Yeah, as the eggs are dropping, they're all yeah. yelling Bonsai. And you're like, oh, come on, people. Yeah. We get it. Chickens lay eggs. Move yeah. on. Move on. Hey, they don't think they're bonsai so much for the eggs, but they're bonsai that Bunta's crazy scheme Gets, work. gets the eggs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure, yeah. Sure. So, um, yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, <sighs> so, they're, as they're out in the... Um, as they're out in the fields, uh, Pico finds the uh, Pico and Bunta find the uranium in the egg, right? Um, and she's like grabbing it by the chains, like, "Come on, heave ho, let's go!" And Bunta's like, "I don't think that's the right." She's like, "Yes, it is. Shut up, you don't know." And yeah. It's like, and, and like, I'm, 
Like, you know, like any strong woman, uh, you yeah. just go, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, ma'am. Again, I respect the hat. <laughs> <laughs> the hat is the whole deal. But again, like you said, I don't know how well covered this thing is, but they're dying. These kids are dying <laughs> of radiation poisoning. I'm sorry. Uh, you would have to assume that. Um I guess I don't know, but so I mean, unless yeah, it's you, a pea-sized piece of uranium, that's what I think. It's a very small lead. piece of uranium, and the rest of it is insulation. Oh, I guess <laughs> I don't know. So, um, what would have been great is if she drew grew giant size because of the you know right because science of, of radiation, <laughs> of course. <laughs> then I would have understood it. I would have been fine. Oh, okay. And she gets to fight the monster. Does. Come on. You guys aren't thinking. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so Pegasus <sighs> initially approaches uh, Pico as she she struggles with the egg. Ultimately, <laughs> ultimately near uh, lured near uh, lured to a nearby atomic power plant instead. Of course. Um, of yeah. Course. Because and then they're like, oh, we're we're bringing in a missile, some sort of neut- neo neutron missile. Neo neutron missile, which you're sitting there going, okay, that that's science. Sure, sure it is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. You're right. Um, <laughs> And so it shows up apparently on the back of Fred Sanford's truck. And, um, <laughs> of course. Okay. Best special effect, I think, in this episode, or best split screen effect, was the guys leaving the, the ice cream uranium truck at the beginning with the landslide. Worst split screen effect was they're like, oh, the truck is here. These guys are walking down the, the path, and a very outscale model of this truck drives by and it's obviously the scale model right 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 and it goes by quick and then they try to distract you by a bunch of guys in uh, like tyvek suits running down the (laughs) running down the the hillside as well like yeah we're gonna go crew the missile and you're like (laughs) i still saw what i saw gentlemen like (laughs) i I give them credit because they don't want to have to make a brand new model they have a model they're just going to do it quick and nobody's going to see it because you're not going to see it 60 years later. Right. I def. Right. <laughs> You're going to see it once, maybe right. twice. Yeah, maybe Tops. twice. It's funny because, like, it reminds me of in uh, the uh, the Chayo movie, uh, the Six Ultra Brothers versus the Monster Army, um, you know, Hanuman and the Seven Ultra Brothers, yeah. where, where the scientist is driving to work and he's going down that road. Uh-huh. His model car passes a whole bunch of other cars that are all out of scale with each other. Of course, of <laughs> course. This is what we have in stock this is what yeah. we're using. Don't worry about it. Don't don't put them in like descending order so that they look forced perspective or anything. Just put mm. them willy nilly, whatever. No one will. <laughs> It'll know. be fine. It'll They're be for fine. children. Children don't care. They don't know this is. <laughs> at a certain oh. point, kids look at this and go, "Well, that's weird, huh?" You know. Like, <laughs> Just please don't bring that movie up too much. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, guys, we're doing a commentary track. No, I'm just... <laughs> we've done the commentary on that movie. No, it's no, awful. I mean, we'll do an entire commentary track, which we would never do because no. Okay, have to unless somebody pays hour. us. A... Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Let me <laughs> try to make a payday here for us, would you? Um, unless somebody wants to give us a substantial amount of money, in which case we will record an actual full-length commentary track for that film. It's got to be a good one. Right? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It has to be enough that if we get it by PayPal, we have to pay tax on it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That number. <laughs> yeah. Four digits. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so, oh, when I went to get my vaccine, I got it at Bellworks, right? So right. there's a ad for um, the guys, uh, Ming Chen and Mike Zapsik, who work at um, Kevin Smith's comic store, run a podcast studio. Okay. And they have a storefront there that just has, I guess they're renting for ad space. Of course. It just has like a table and microphone set up. And oh, like yeah, of course. And it's just of a course. shared universe podcast studio and i'm like okay Melina's like why don't you guys start recording there and i'm like it's 45 dollars an hour that's why <laughs> like it would cost like four and a half thousand dollars for us to record there just just for that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i'm like if we were making that kind of money then sure i'm like quite frankly if i had four thousand dollars to fart around with i could build a studio here in the room that you're in now. In yeah. the room that I'm in right now, that would be better than, than <laughs> what I have. Uh, yeah, I could do a lot of good work with like four forty five hundred dollars Four grand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, we would sound great. <laughs> oh, we would sound fantastic. Casey would but, have almost no work to do. It would be very well, little do very low effort for Casey. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I trimmed the front and back. We're done. You know, yeah, like, done, exactly. Yeah. But at forty five dollars and I mean Okay, God bless them for trying. Well, they have an engineer. You get an engineer and everything. It's not like you just go in a room and press record. There's guys making sure you sound good. You know, like... Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not... It's it's well worth it. I'm not saying it isn't. I'm saying I can't afford it. That's Oh, I'm I'm with you. I'm on your... things. (laughs) I'd like a Tesla. I can't afford it. <laughs> yes, I'd like the bigger Tesla. I can come nowhere near affording it. Right, right. <sighs> I, I get. I'm not saying the value isn't there, okay? Like, I'm yeah, not. Just can't afford it. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Right. So, <sighs> anyhow, the missile truck shows up. And as um, Pegos just lays waste to this new area. And he walked right through the whole city. Oh yeah, Flattened the whole thing, which is great. Yeah, yeah. Just, just and this is the first time I noticed that they were holding up the front of the monster's head with cables. Oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah, it's a really that. quick. It's a really brief shot, like really, really brief. Okay. And I'm like, oh, that's how they do it. Because I always wondered, like, that's got to be rough on the neck. Right. Um, especially, especially for, especially yeah, with for the, guys with the longer, like guys with the longer going heads. Out, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, it turns out the the little cable assist going on. There you go. So That's of course, good. then I spend the rest of the rest of the episode looking for more cables. <laughs> of course, <laughs> every time did. he shows up, I'm like anything? No, no. Oh, they hid that well. Okay, but the only one you see after that is the the first time they shoot a missile off the truck. You can see oh, the guide wire. That I saw. That I yeah. saw. That guide wire. Yeah, that That's I fine. saw. That's fine. Don't care. Um, really don't. Um, <laughs> so they shoot the neo neutron missile. And uh, he is drenched by uh, radioactive fallout from the exploding missiles and solidifies into rock in a really fantastic... That scene, that shot, the series of shots they did to get him yeah. solidified and breaking apart, that was really, really well done. 
I mean, I know it's low effect, but it's still well done. And then he falls over like a Monty Python cartoon. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They could have put the slide whistle sound, you know, into that, and it would not have been out of place at least. Not laughed, even a little bit. I laughed so hard at that. I was just like, that is amazing. It's it's Monty Python all the way. That's exactly so, it. That's yeah. exactly it. So the kids... Um, uh, Pico is, of course, determined to present the egg to Grandma. She doesn't want to surrender to June and the others. And uh, the kids are hauling her up the path in the wheelchair, giving her the heave ho, heave ho, heave ho. Right. right. So they Which get helps. Come you know, that always yeah. helps. Yeah. Oh. Well, you, so <laughs> they're doing it with, uh, they get her up there. And I can't imagine wheeling somebody up a dirt path. Good God. No. Let's it hear it. Not Let's hear it for those it, kids. Right? <laughs> like so um they're like, oh, we wanted we want grandma's legs to work, and this is the rainbow egg, and blah blah blah. And they're like, no, it's not. And then of course the grandmother stands up. Right. And now and, all the kids are happy and cheer and yeah. blah 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 blah. Happy. And what I thought was me was like the oh you know the ultra Q unbalance uh, aspect is like, is it the weird monster or is it the fact that the lady started walking again for no reason? Oh, we, there you go. They threw us a they threw us a uh, curve a little coin. Yeah. So yeah, there I like this go. one. Uh, it was it was cute. It, it was, was very it fast. Didn't make paced. a lot of sense. No, but it was cute. <laughs> no, let's let's hit our trivia real quick. Go for it. Um, originally, Gomez was planned to appear in this episode in Pagos's place instead. Um, okay. However, <laughs> due to Subaraya being forced to return the Godzilla suit back to Toho, <laughs> <laughs> Pagos was created in its place thanks to the Baragon suit being loaned out. Like <laughs> you said. <laughs> <laughs> I thought sure, that was great. Sure. like... Uh, no, we got to film our Godzilla suit, so we need to take the eyebrows and everything off of them. Um, exactly. But we're not using Baragon right now, so you want to take him? They're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll figure something out. No problem. No worries. Yeah. Uh, errors. At the 1806 mark, the puppetry wires on Pegos's head can be seen. There you go. There you go. And I didn't even, I didn't <laughs> even know that going into this. Uh, so I was yeah, I try not to look at the spoilers. No, I try not to as well. Yeah. Uh, let's look at Mr. Pagos's uh Mr. Pagos's uh appearance Dimensions. here. Yeah, he's 30 meters tall, he's 18,000 tons, he's relative lightweight. He's yes. from planet Earth. First appearance Ultra Q, the uh, Rainbow's Egg, obviously. Right, obviously. Ultraman Z episode 23 is his latest appearance. Prelude okay. to Nightmare. I do. I, I knew we'd seen him, but I was like, "Where have we seen Pagos again?" Yeah, I know we'd seen him, but I mean, yeah. where is it? That blurs. Uh, more trivia: His suit actor Haru Nakajima, the man with the Godzilla, wore the Godzilla suit. Oh, very cool! Very, yes. very cool. Um, the first of many monsters who would be originated from the modified Baragon suit, followed by Niranga, Magular, and Gabora. Of course. Um, <laughs> Much like all the rest of these monsters, Pagos possesses the same roar, except for Gaborah. Um, let's see here. Um, during Ultra Q's planning phase, an episode where this, where a second Pagos would appear and battle against Peter, whoever Peter is, was in the works. 
as well as one where he would fight Garamon and Kemer. And they were also oh, okay. those episodes were never made. Um, I gotcha. Originally, Pagos was supposed to appear in episode nine of Ultraman, but instead they created Kabora instead. Huh. Gotcha. Pagos was also meant to appear in episode 32 of Ultra 7 as the controller of Rieger's planet, but was replaced by Rieger. Um, I gotcha. Fair enough. Goodness. Episode 29 of the series, Ultraman Max, is supposedly a tribute to Ultra Q with Pagos planning to return, but due to the death of its corresponding writer from said monster's debut episode, <gasps> Pagos was replaced with Garanga, a new monster that resembles Baragon. <laughs> Wait, let me get this right. The guy that originally wrote Pagos died, so they didn't use the monster. Is that well? I think they were originally said? he was originally writing the script, so oh, maybe they did that as a okay, tribute. Like, okay, well, we don't have to do that. I got you. Yeah, I got you. Fair enough. Old promotional photos from Ultra Q showed Pagos fighting Pagila, as well as the two of them fighting Kanagon. But, but Kanagon wasn't a giant. But, but they just had suits at that point. Like they were like, oh, oh look, you. we're making this show and it's got monsters in it. You know I what I mean? You. Like, okay. okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, Pagos has an eyelid mechanism only used for one scene. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And Pegos built a... this thing. We didn't use it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my running gag with, yeah. with uh, GPS. There's a really pretty road. Don't take it. Yeah, Every time you have to follow a straight road. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Don't go that way. Uh, he was also apparently uh, in between the two, he was in Taiga. I don't remember him in Taiga. I don't either. It doesn't necessarily uh, mean anything. Right. Um, oh, yeah. I remember when he they were trying to summon a certain alien and he like misfired the, the one guy would misfire a device and instead summoned Pagon. Oh, okay. Fine. I vaguely remember that. That's fine. <laughs> okay. That's okay. Less than five minutes. Yeah, I know. I got my. Oh, okay. I see the red light. Come on. Okay. Um, let's. Uh, let me just say this, guys. If you're looking to do remote podcasting, and we all are in this time, uh, Uber Conference is uh, a good thing. You should, yeah, you should look into it. It's been working out pretty good for us. Yeah. Um, so we're going to come back right now, uh, or very shortly. We're going very to come shortly. back right now. What the hell's wrong with me today? <laughs> I, I may still have a little bit of brain fog from yesterday uh, with challenge from the year 2020. Right exactly. after this. back with more science patrol and we're going to get into the challenge from the year 2020 which right, was, the one. we've already talked about um no we talked about re-challenge from the year 2020 right then we watched we, this one too we just watched we didn't have to oh, we didn't really give it a, a lot of we attention. didn't really give it a lot of oh good okay i couldn't remember if we did or not it doesn't matter no, i knew that we didn't i knew you said to watch it just because just because and then so i did okay. but i know i didn't take a pay a lot of attention this time okay. i paid a lot of attention fair enough what's great is it was just long enough ago where i was like oh yeah this happened oh yeah this happened. <laughs> exactly so yeah uh, may 8th 1966 toshiro ijima is again our director uh screenplay double team tetsuo kinjo and kitao Suzuka, and special skill director sadamasa arikawa and um 
This is the 19th episode for uh, Ultra Q. Following a uh, sighting of a UFO and the destruction of two Japanese self-defense force jets sent to investigate uh, a series of strange disappearances plague Tokyo. And we get to see Captain Mura right at the beginning, which was nice, as he's known as Amuro in this one. Or Amano, rather. Uh, That dude does intense really well. (laughs) That I noticed. That I noticed. As he's trying to defend the guys that, you know, had the accident with the Jets, he's super intense. What's crazy, yeah, what's crazy is those Jets just go poof! That is the best special effect sound. I didn't that. like it. Because I it didn't. was so, like, not right. Like, oh, you I see what expect you're an explosion, and it was just like, ping, and you're like, that's not normal. Like, <laughs> I don't like that at all. That, that's... That goes against all my expectations, and I well, that's exactly I why I, I didn't like it. it sir. <laughs> that's why I didn't like it because yeah. it went against my expectations. I yeah. Meanwhile, I'm like, I don't care for it. I think that's uh, on purpose. That that is. You Where know. is the kaboom? Where yeah. <laughs> is the earth shattering? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh lord. So, um, people are disappearing all over. Um, a guy's on vacation with his girlfriend, and he's having a glass of. Milk, I guess. Um, listening to a record out on the balcony, of she's going to come down and join him, and he disappears in front of her eyes. Yeah. Another guy disappears um, diving off a diving board. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the before Olympian. he hits the water, he just right. disappears. Then uh, June and um, not June. I'm sorry, Eureka and her um, intern, I guess. Um, yeah, pretty much are there uh, filming taking, some taking, woman driving a go kart. Sure. Well, it's, they're, they're they're on they're on a story about a fun park or something. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. And uh, f- the first thing I thought is, I want to go on that go kart track. That would be cool. That would it's be. It's got cool. elevated sections. That I would, know that would I never know. fly today. <laughs> no, 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 there isn't a safety rail, a cushion, There's nothing. There's nothing. <laughs> it's it is. It's the Star Wars of go-kart tracks. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. Oh, you know what? It's funny. When we first, my friend Gilbert and I, when we went to go see Star Wars, uh, when they re, Ramapo University somehow got three 35 millimeter prints of it. Nice. Back in, oh, 91, I think, something like that. Okay. Before the the Uh, special editions came out. Yeah. Um. And uh, <laughs> when uh, Obi-Wan goes to shut the tractor beam down, and he goes out onto that little pylon, <laughs> right. Gilbert just looks and he goes, man, OSHA would have a field day with this place. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And yep, now was- every time I see like stuff like that in Star Wars, it's the only thing I can think of. And then in The Mandalorian this season, they sent uh, the blue dude out to do something on one of those things, and he goes, there isn't even a safety rail. And I'm like, finally, somebody acknowledges. Somebody pointed it out. Exactly. That the Empire just doesn't give a crap. <laughs> no, more people to join because they pay well. They have yeah. benefits. Don't worry. I don't even know if they pay that well, Pat. I think it's just like, you're going to join, right? Yeah, let me get my stuff. We'll get you new stuff. Okay, then. Let's go. I was just headed that way. <laughs> yeah. Funny you guys. You, oh, you'll give me a ride? Awesome. 
So uh, exactly. <sighs> but oh man, do I want to go on that go kart thing? And then uh, she disappears in a very cool, in a very cool uh, manner. And uh, they're like, "Oh my god, this is crazy!" So they all start. You know, our our, our team starts investigating things. And uh, now, what did you think of that payphone that they had? The giant. Oh, the 10 yen payphone? Yeah. 10 yen payphone. It's just a giant phone. Yeah, and it had, I've seen those in real life. Have you really? I've never seen those in real life. Where have I seen one of those? I don't don't know if I'm 90% sure it wasn't functional, but I've seen it in real life. Or I shouldn't say it was, I'm sure it worked if it was in the country it was intended for. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) I may have been. If I'm not mistaken, Atlantic City holds this giant antique show every year. Oh, okay. That makes sense. And that makes sense. It's called Atlantique City. <laughs> uh, Love a pun. And um, if you ever think you want to go to something like that, uh, let me know because I'm coming. Uh, it's, <laughs> dude, it's like something like four miles of antiques. Oh, I would love that. I mean, it's great. It's my toys. Some kind of nonsense. But oh, you will. Oh, there's no way you can get out of there without buying some stuff. I got to look at when that you, is. You we can't look at when that you is. Can't That'd be cool. I went down there and made money because I was selling stuff to these German guys who were looking for um, anime toys at the time. Oh, there you go. Very nice. And it was the most money I've made in the shortest amount of time, and it was. We we're walking around afterwards. Melina's like, "You don't seem happy." I'm like, oh, "I, I'm carrying too much money. I don't like this. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm really freaked out right now." I'm, uh, 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 no, this is too weird. And even the next day when we went to the flea market to like now spend this money to buy more inventory, I'm right. still walking around going, "I don't like this. I have too much cash. Freaking out real bad." Oh. No, I understand. I yeah. understand. I try not to carry much more than a hundred bucks on me at any time. Oh, that no! This, this was much more than a no. I'm, I'm not arguing. I'm just saying. I, I went know how down much there I with. Car. I went down there with a packed car, and uh, they were like, the "Yeah, we'll car? take this. We'll take this. We'll take this." Oh, I emptied it. Yeah, if they, nice. they don't, they, if the floor mats had Sailor Moon on them, they'd have bought them. Because um, <laughs> nice. it was huge in Germany at the time, and they just I couldn't get stuff. So uh, I went to my whole store, and I was like, "Give me all the Sailor Moon stuff that I can buy. Give me." I need $800 worth of Sailor Moon nonsense. Like everything. Give me all this. Give me all this. Give me all this. Give me all this. Give me. In fact, I was late to work that day because it was when I used to work like 11 to 7. And I called them. I'm like, I'm going to be like an hour late today. They were like, yeah, whatever. This was in an office culture that was like, you get here when you get here. Fine. So like, um, because I went into Chinatown and went Ah. to my wholesaler and bought a whole boatload of stuff. And then he was like, the one guy was even like, "Oh, if you have any Godzilla stuff," and I'm like, "You yeah, know, I got plenty of that too." So I brought, I brought all, I brought every, I'm like, nice. Yeah, it was pretty great. That's um, a good day. That's oh, a good day. those, those were the days. <laughs> oh, good lord, no. And <laughs> you could show Godzilla. But uh, anyhow, <laughs> I apologize for everyone concerned. Um, I didn't know you could get that far up in the scale, but it's oh yeah, I have, so I have a. I have a quite good falsetto, if you, if truth be told. Um, you've just never taken me to karaoke. That's, okay. <laughs> that's not my job. That's your wife's job. No, that's true. Um, 
I tend to stick with things like uh, Harry Connick and crooners because while I do have a decent falsetto, it's not reliable. <laughs> I gotcha. I, gotcha. <laughs> I don't want to be in front of a hundred drunk people and go, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, you suck. Got home. But I didn't That's just feel fine. bad for the rest of the night. <laughs> um, <laughs> So they give uh, Yuri a uh, police inspector um, who is like the, uh, his, his name is Yudagala, and he is uh, this rumpled suited um, sort of Carl Kolchak looking guy. Um, yes. yes. And she's, <laughs> that's the, she's in a payphone <laughs> talking to, I think it was Ipe. Yeah, it was Ipe. And she's like, this guy is like a fossil. And the guy looks over like, seriously? I, I can't hear you. you. <laughs> and then she like, she's like, oh, and another thing. And she starts, keeps talking, right? So then <laughs> the, 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 what they find out is this, this mysterious slimy liquid has been disappearing people. Right. Um, right. And it comes down off the ceiling of the phone booth. And almost, you think it's going to get her. And he manages to pull her out just in time. And he throws his cigarette on it in a cool move, and it catches fire. Right, which is a very cool away. idea. Yes. And I like that because, like, you realize he is a competent guy. And then she was like, yeah, I'm sorry I was calling you all. Because, yeah, the fossil comment was <laughs> a bit um, much. She's yeah, like, not necessary. Sorry. Not but necessary. He, 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 he's good-natured about it, though. That was, yeah. So that was nice. So <clears throat> they're sitting. Uh, and then she passes out. Why did she pass out again? Uh, I don't. She remember. passes out for some reason. And then, oh no, because the no, that's a different spot. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't have that at all. Anyway, so yeah, he he yeah. tells her that he has been tracking the alien Kemer, who's been abducting humans in order to disguise um, its true form. Now, Ipe notes that Utagawa's story is very closely related to a science fiction novel, Challenge from the Year Twenty Twenty. Right. Right. So then, uh, just prior to, or actually a little bit prior to this, um, June and Major Romano scout the area from the uh, from the air, um, and of course the jelly-like substance is in there too, and takes June. Takes June and completely. Well, it's great. He was like, "Yeah, the radar was broken. You know, it was a mistake anybody could have made." And the guy was like, "And Romano's like, thanks. That makes me feel better." And like, just as he has himself reassured, he's like, "Crap, that word he go." Like, <laughs> exactly. Damn it! Like, uh, I lost that. I don't one. know how to fly this plane. Oh, could you imagine? <laughs> oh, I figured he was in the air force, so he's probably like, "All right." I he probably assessment. does know how to fly the plane, but yeah, if it was somebody that didn't know how to fly a plane, it would be very bad. <laughs> For instance, either of us. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I'd get on that radio and be like, all right, you guys are going to have to figure out. I'm not doing a lot of Microsoft Flight Simulator, so if you guys could help me out with this, it'd be fantastic. Hey, did you see they updated Microsoft Flight Simulator that if you're flying over the Suez Canal, the the boat is stuck in it? No, I didn't see that. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. great. But I don't want to do too many. I don't want to do too many Suez Canal jokes. That ship has sailed. But anyhow, yeah, (laughs) I like that one. (laughs) Joke for me, Bell. Um, There you go. That's fine. That's fine. And uh, so, of course, when Udagawa is talking, he turns around and uh, Yuri has been kidnapped again. And he's like, "Oh, come on! I just saved her, you guys." So. I don't know if it's just you or me, but Kemer is 
creepy as hell. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he sure. is creepy. I'll give you that. They kidnap her to go. They somehow transport her. Science, space science, too. Of course. An amusement park. And because where else would you take her to? I don't know. And then, <laughs> and then <laughs> all the rides turn on, and she sees June, but June is actually Kemerman. And so she's running away. Oh, excuse me. So she's running away from him, and he's got that weird loping run, which is amazing to me. It's terrible. It's terrible. I, I love the run because it's so not human. I, I get the fact that it's not human, but he at one point in this episode, and I'm not exactly sure where it is. Oh, and he runs away from the police car? Right. He runs away from the police car, stays in front of the police car, but right. as he's trying to catch her, he can't catch her. Right. Okay, people, make up my mind. Is he faster than a police car or slower than a woman? Those are your options. I think he was toying with her. That's the only thing I can think of. Like, he, he must be toying with her because... Like, but then he's not trying to catch her, and it shows that he's, he's trying to got catch her. her. I think he's torturing her because he's already got her at this amusement park. So then the authorities roll up. Right. And uh, they're like, make sure you shoot it in the head. Anywhere else but the head is pointless. So Right. And they actually, you know, as the, the alien grabs onto the Ferris wheel... Right, and they actually hit it. Yeah, um, okay. Utagawa yeah. hits it with that tiny little gun that he has, um, yeah. sure, and he's sure. like, "Oh, I got him!" And it lands, <laughs> and it like reforms into a giant kimer. Right, right. And I'm like, "Well, that's not what you guys were expecting at all." <laughs> no, you got to so, figure they went. Oh, we didn't know. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, this is bad. (laughs) But my favorite part of that is nobody remembers shoot him in the head. They all start firing again, clearly hitting him and striking him about the buttocks. (laughs) 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 Which, I'm sorry, is just going to get him angry. Oh, good Lord. Hey, guys, stop shooting me in the keister. This is not. (laughs) Oh, I took. All right, I'm throwing a Ferris wheel. This is it. I did like the fact that he threw the Ferris wheel, that the Ferris wheel. That was very well done. Yeah. Um, and uh, oh, how do they defeat him again? Well, Ipe and Amato were in a radio tower, and somehow. Oh, that's they, right. They that found that that like little that fuse. End. Yeah, the doctor right. who had written the who had written the story um, uh, from the science fiction novel. Uh, they discover a K uh, mini dode mini ode fuse. Sure, uh, which sure. they implement atop Tokyo Tower, and it shoots late, like some sort of waves at it, and he, he dies. Yes. And sure. then smoke As you goes do. over the teacups, and everybody is in a... Yeah, everybody comes to in the teacup ride. Like, that's got to be... Like, what did I take? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I know I was taking something, but was it that good? I guess yeah. it must have been. <laughs> the <laughs> NyQuil. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, <laughs> coughing, fever, wake up in a teacup ride medicine. You know? <laughs> uh, good Lord. Oh, man. But so uh, the alien's body, of course, vanishes. And the people that were abducted somehow reemerge. Uh, into their own dimension, and everything seems well until a curious Utagawa spies a puddle of liquid, and like a numbskull num steps in it and disappears. Right, just disappears, and that's the yeah. end of our episode. Which is annoying, okay. because I would like to see him show up again. Um, because I, he was he was fun. Yes. I liked yes. him. Trivia. 
Go ahead. In what is called the second cool Phantom Monster Showdown. Really? Okay. A Kemer was meant to return to fight Pagos and Garamon in a fight labeled Tokyo Tsunami. So maybe that was another episode that was supposed to happen. But Oh, yeah, they were mentioning that in the last nice. bit of time. Okay. Fair enough. Um, now let's do our Monster Minute on Kemer. Come on now. You know what's nice is the fandom website is no longer having intrusive Best Buy ads. Nice. So there you go. Yeah. 1.9 meters to 55 meters. Right. Uh, 40 kilograms to 16,000 tons. Of course. Planet Kemer is, is home word. Big shock. Right. Because um, <laughs> we're from Planet Man. Or yeah, planet that's right. yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Of course, first appearance is this one. Latest appearance was rechallenged from the year 2020 Ultraman right. set, episode 18. Yes. Uh, let's see if there's anything else we need to know here. Uh, Abin Faruya, again, is our suit actor. Oh, there you go. Very nice. Yeah. Um, let's see here. His appearance in Ultra Q was referenced by Alien Valky. Oh, boy. Okay. In New Ultraman Ritsuden, Episode 8, in reference to his oh, appearance in Ultraman Ginga. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's one of those. Okay. He's been mentioned a couple times. We're good. We're good. Yeah. Similar to Ultra Q, all Ultra Q Kaiju, Kimer is quite short when compared to the Ultra other Kaiju after Ultra Q. Okay, right. sure. Well, the, the whole difference is they did this whole series knowing that there wasn't going to be a way that they could beat them up. Once you right. actually get Ultraman and there is a way to beat them up, well, now they have to make them bigger. bigger. Yeah, exactly. that makes sense. That makes sense. And he has also appeared in um, the, the original Ultraman. Um, as Kimer okay, two, I don't remember, um, that one, but that's fine. Oh, it's when uh when Fuji became giant sized. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. I remember that episode. Yes, he was in Ultraman Ginga, which we haven't seen yet. Nope, Ultraman X. He is in that. Um, okay, he is in. Oh, he's part of the kidnapping syndicate. Uh, <laughs> and he's in Ultraman Z. So apparently, okay. uh, the, apparently the he suit gets around a, a bit. Yeah, the suit is not exactly like the the, the bodysuit. It's it's a pretty. You know what? For all the grief I give Ultraman Leo monsters, being a bodysuit, terrible suit. Well, what I'm saying is like the bodysuit, boots, gloves, and head model doesn't always work. But on Kemer, it works. It does. That's all it is: is a bodysuit, weird gloves, weird feet, and a hat, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. And that works really well. This one. Yes, on this one. Yeah, and the eye, the, I tell you, the fact that the eyes are on two different levels. Oh, that drives me nuts. Gives me the Wiggins. Me <laughs> <laughs> it really does. I'm like, man, I don't like that at all. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. Now, did you write down the next two episodes? Because this time I did. <laughs> uh, the next one is, give me a second. Uh, oh God, if you want it. It is the Undersea Humanoid Raygon. Sure. And then Space Directive M seven seven four. Well, there you sure. go. Of course, of you know course. I haven't seen uh, any of the other Space Directive like M seven M one to M seven seven three. So I hope I'm not lost. <laughs> We're gonna be. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we so, missed all the other seven hundred episodes. That's right. It was a big, big, um, big spoiler. Raygon shows up next week. So there you go. <laughs> we haven't seen him since Thurman and Ethel. So, uh, right? And hey, that was your joke. 
I mean, Thurman, Ber Thurman Berman was mine, but you know, the Ethel one was you. That, oh, I lost my headphones. My God. <laughs> All right. Everything's better. Now. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So any recommendations this week, Patrick? Um, no, I'm listening to the Dream Team tape season two about the Redeem Team with LeBron and uh, Kobe and all those, which is very good. And eh, that's, I got a new sports. Uh, yeah, sports. <laughs> and then a, a new podcast, Unspooled, which has actually been around for a while. And it mm -hmm. talked about the movies in the AFI 100 you know, top hundred movies. Of oh, time. it's Paul Shears doing that, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's I, been I, around for a while. I just picked up on it. I meant to, I was kind of like, oh, I should probably listen to that. And I'm like, uh, so many, uh, <laughs> so many. There's I'm so going to recommend two movies. Go ahead. Uh, the first one being the thin man from 1934. Oh, you did um, actually get to see that now. Okay, cool. Oh yeah. It's really good. Uh, it's, it's, there's a couple of things that uh, it's it's got a more modern sensibility than you would think, being a 1934 movie. Okay. Um, there's a way more sexual innuendo. And, oh, okay. okay. But it's pre-haze code, so that makes sense. Right. Right. right, they can get away. They, as long as they didn't say it directly, they can kind of yeah. indirectly go. No, you gotcha. could. You could. Dude, nudity was cool in movies. Before the Hays Code. And it didn't, it just, it was in a movie. Somebody was yeah. naked. It didn't matter. Oh, then somebody yeah. had to come along and screw it all. Yeah, but, uh, of course. Yeah. Um, and the uh, the third thing is, it came out the year after Prohibition ended, and they are making up for lost time. I tell you what. <laughs> they is, drink a lot. <laughs> you cannot fathom the amount of drinking done in this movie. Nice. Now, you have HBO Max, right? Yes. Okay, it's streaming on HBO Max. The Thin Man. I'll look the it up Thin tonight Man. and I'll watch I, it tonight. I absolutely recommend it. It's it's a lot of fun. The leads, it's a, a young a younger woman and an older man, and she's fallen for him, and he's a retired detective who some has fallen back onto a case because it happens to someone he knows, oh, but he doesn't want to get dragged into it, and you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. Uh, I will look it up and watch it tonight. It's fantastic. Uh, the other one is Charlie Chan at the Opera. Right. Um, I meant I saw your thing on Facebook about that one. Right. That is also a '30s movie, and um, it is again. Uh, once you get past the problematic portion of a white guy playing a Chinese man who lives in Honolulu, well, okay, well, Chinese sure. did live in Honolulu. I'll give no, it no, that. but. So the again, white guy you couldn't find a Chinese guy to, to <laughs> in Honolulu. No, I know, I know. Here's the thing: <laughs> the, um, Sid, uh, Warner Oland is the uh, the original guy that had to play the city Tallier, who was Swedish, who I think is like the po like the least ethnic ethnicity that there is, like <laughs> the whitest of white people, whitest um, of whites. Yes. Yeah. So, um, but you know, he he's under heavy makeup. He oh, has. No. Um, you know, he does very subdued mannerisms. He does pigeon English, but still the smartest guy in the room by of far. Like, of course. But the crazy thing is, his son, played by actor Key Luke, is the most American-sounding actual Chinese, Chinese person oh, you've ever course. heard. Like, he comes in, and he goes, "Hey, pop, can I get an advance on oh. my allowance?" And you're just so like, <laughs> the dichotomy is stunning. Uh, 
<sighs> or a, no, that's not right. Dichotomy is not the word I'm looking for. The uh, no, the dichotomy is what you're looking for. Is it okay? Cool. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, it's really it's it's a fun movie, and it's got Boris Karloff in it. So what more do oh, you want? Nice. There yeah, you go. it's great. There you go. And that's streaming for free on YouTube. Oh, so it's exactly. something else you can watch. Um, and I got two podcast recommendations. Both. Um, one being the new John Mo podcast from the hilarious world of depression. Um, he's no longer doing that show. That uh, he has been relieved of the burden of employment for that uh, <laughs> for that show, and he has a new show called Depression Mode. Um, oh, sure. Yeah, and uh, it's basically it's people telling their stories of how they're dealing with anxiety and stress and depression. Okay. Um, okay. And the first one is um, Patton Oswalt. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. it's really good. Um, I haven't downloaded or listened to the second one yet. And the second podcast I want to recommend, I just want to get the the, the name, name correct, okay? Of course. It's Due Signore in Giallo. Okay. Um, it is Two Gentlemen in Yellow. That is what the, the English translation is. It is okay. a friend of mine, Dave Thomas, and another gentleman, uh, John Deere, uh, as opposed to Dear John. Um, right. Right. And uh, not, not the, the tractor, tractor guy. guy. Not the tractor guy. <laughs> I want to make that clear. The same yeah. Time. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're both British, so they're going to be like, the tractor guy? But, I mean, I'm sure they sell John Deere's. <laughs> but uh, they are discussing Giallo movies, which are Italian mystery slash horror slash stuff like that. Okay. Okay. Um, Fair enough. Sort of exploitative. And let me tell you something. If you want to listen to two very charming sounding British men, this is the podcast, is the podcast. for you. Yeah. Okay. Fair very enough. relaxing. It's very relaxing. There you go. And I, I yelled at him the other day. I was like, I swore I wouldn't get into another genre. And then you did this. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good Fair stuff enough. is what Fair I'm saying. Enough. So, yeah, I think that's it. So, that's you guys have a lot of homework this week. There so, you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So uh, anyway, uh, rate, review, subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Tell you know. Put it a put a message in a bottle and uh, sure. throw it in the ocean. Exactly. Make sure it's a glass bottle so it's at least recyclable. Um, <sighs> oh my God! Did you see somebody posted? And it could have been a setup, but they found it. <laughs> they found a bottle. They opened it up and they took the paper out and it said, "We've been trying to reach you about your car's extended <laughs> warranty." <laughs> I know I didn't see that one, but that's great. <laughs> that's great. I was like, that is amazing. Like, I don't know if somebody planted the bottle on the beach for somebody to find, but like No, obviously they did, but I mean I wish great. No, but I mean like I don't know if someone actually threw it in the ocean and it came back or they just left it there after high tide. Um, they just left it there after high tide. There's no way it's gonna be where you want it to be. Either way. <laughs> just amazing. I know. That's I a know. joke that would, if somebody doesn't have like a YouTube account, is going to affect one person. And <laughs> that's just the kind of thing I want. Like, exactly. I keep telling Elena when, like, if you're at a restaurant and the waitress goes, let me know if you want anything at all. And I want to be like, draw me a giraffe. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I try not to bother the waiters and waitresses because I know their job is hard. Yeah, I know. I, but still, I want to give him a chuckle. Like, draw me a giraffe. Like, don't don't actually draw me a giraffe, please. Like, but if you did, that would be freaking amazing. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I just want to let him know that I'm a fun guy. I'm, I'm, like, I'm the guy you want at your table. I don't complain. I don't... Exactly.
that's about it. But uh, yeah, so that's it, guys. Uh, Pat, would you want to give the suicide hotline? Because I do. Uh, it is one 800 273 There are 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We do want you to stay around, please. Yes. So maybe also be thinking about that. Maybe tune into some depression mode. Uh, that might go. help, too. Um, Anything to help. Exactly. That's right. That's right. Like uh, Pat Oswalt said, uh, getting help is not a sign of weakness. No. Get it's a sign help. that you know that you need help. That's, that's right. It is. Get help. It's fine. Exactly. So, uh, on behalf of the Science Patrol, I am Rich Conrad. I'm Pat Rooney. Dolly Forth, you guys. Take care, everybody. Bring back rock. Music for this podcast is provided by Terminal Sunburn. Visit terminalsunburn.bandcap.com. Post-production by Casey Kittle for Faces for Radio Productions. Visit us on the web at ultramanpodcast.com or find us on Facebook. Our email address is ultramanpodcast at gmail.com. The Science Patrol can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time, for the Science Patrol, I'm Gretchen Brooks from the Kaiju Cast.